Welcome back to the Unfortunate Diehards podcast. Hashtag number 20, who's going to be Brandon Sod. Oh, a little shakeup. Not a sense player. Mm. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Evan. Introduce yourself, lads. Omar. Sufyan. Sufyan. <laughs> nice to meet you, Sufyan. Thank um, you. So, yeah, welcome mm-hmm. back to the podcast, everyone. Or if you're new, hello. Um, you know, today we're going to talk about some hockey. There's been some uh, big moves uh, that we haven't talked about yet, like just Bo Horvat or Vladimir Tarasenko. Also, we'll talk about those. We'll talk about our own teams, which are Leafs, Sens, and Capitals, uh, as well as a stack game and maybe some potential moves that um, we may see happening over the next like week or two. So, um, yeah, but first, how are you guys? How are you, Sufi? What have you been up to? Weather sucks here, and you can't even go on the ODR. I'm really happy. Go, Homer. Just resonate what he said. Okay. Go all to our weather. Whee! How are you, Ewan? How's your uh, Columbus, is, uh, Columbus is losing to Toronto. Clean up things. So oh, so surprising. Columbus, Columbus losing. Columbus sucks. Leafs are the best. <laughs> I think Columbus sucks is the only true statement there. Evan, how's uh, how's your Bauer trip going? Uh, pretty good. Um, we're in Clarington right now, which is right by Oshawa, uh, oh, home bro. of Jacob Oster. Wait, so, did he win? Pardon? They're in a shootout. Oh no way! Um, but yeah, so it's going all right today. They lost. Um, there yeah. was uh, a basketball court or gym or whatever right behind where we set up. So. Uh, I played basketball for like two hours. I'm exhausted, uh, but it was really fun. We played pickleball the other day after a setup. Um, I saw a story of that. It was pretty sick. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun, honestly. And uh, you know, looking forward to going home soon just because it's been a a long time. But um, yeah, the events are going well, and yeah, watching lots of hockey. Hockey. Caps haven't played in like two weeks, so I haven't really watched that much hockey. The Sens have also not played in like it's horrible. They're playing one game in thirteen days. So yeah, Leafs played one game today after um last Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Or did I did I ask? <laughs> gotcha. Literally the only hockey I've watched in the last two weeks is all star hockey. That's not even hockey. That's shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like so not trying to kill players with Brady Kachuk. Since since we're filming this after the um this is our first episode after the All-Star break. Can we talk about how bad that skills competition was? How poorly it was done? How mediocre the players were acting? And well, except McDavid. And how um, how cringy it was at times. How too much of a tryhard it was at times when it wasn't being a tryhard. It was, uh, you know, they were trying. They, they weren't trying at all in any of the competitions. You just called them tryhard. And but they were trying too hard to make it entertaining. So not trying hard in the competition, but trying hard to make it entertaining. It doesn't go together. No, I'm going to start. I've been very negative on this podcast. So I'm going to take some positives from the skills competition. Um, McDavid went eight for eight. That was pretty sick. He basically just like didn't try and uh, is still good at something other than skating, which he keeps showing us. Uh, apparently, Kadri actually cheated in the in the shooting competition, too. How does that work? Bro, he was like two feet ahead of McDavid, like ahead of the line where he's supposed to shoot at. So I guess that's not very positive, but fraud. Um and then, uh, yeah, Sergey Ovechkin's pretty cute. That's pretty much all I gathered from the skills competition. No, it was it was very uh, very poorly done. Uh, Marner was very cringy. I don't. Yes, <laughs> I don't know who. 
I don't know what the people who thought who paid money to go watch it in person. Um, it's for the kids, bro. Kids don't find that stuff. Crazy. No, no, it's always been for the kids. It's 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 always been for the kids. But the Who competition, the competition was something that people players would do, like actually try in or I'd, or there'll be yeah. you know the breakaway the breakaway challenge was a joke. It was a complete joke. Well, it's like it used to be like just like six competitions, and it was like actually skill related, like fastest skater, accuracy, and hardest shot were still there. But they like tried to spread it out throughout the night, which is kind of weird. Which I guess like viewer retention or whatever. But then like there's like they had potential of just adding three other competitions and taking out all the random stuff they tried to do on like a beach. And I understand like Florida, you're trying to sell the market there or whatever. But it was still horrible. I don't think anyone's deciding to play hockey on the beach afterwards anyway. So it's not like it worked. But yeah, it was great weekend. So I mean, shout all over the All Star break. Um, <laughs> you know, sorry at each other, but you know, it's um, no sorry, not sorry as well. It was really poorly done and very disappointed. The game itself was also just like the game itself was what it normally is. But uh, like someone said this, uh, like a friend said this to me, and it was like after the Atlantic or after the the Metro and uh, um, whatever Pacific lost in the first game, so many viewers just clicked off. Because no one really cared after that. Like you had some, like you had the niche fans of like Ottawa, and like you know some people still want to see Toronto, I guess, or like Marmarn or whatever. But no one cares about the Central. You lost McDavid, you lost Ovechkin, you lost Crosby. No one really watched after that. I definitely didn't. I, that's literally where I stopped watching. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't watch all, any of it. Yeah, no, I don't know why I did that to myself. Anyways, let's talk about more positive stuff. <laughs> Well, we can talk about um, maybe the trades a little bit later, but, uh, you know, right now we can, you know, if has there anything that's happened with any of your teams that we didn't touch on last time? Um, apparently, Leafs are interested in Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, I've heard some things about Toronto that you're not going to like. Well, I hope you're not going to like. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly is whatever. Like, that's bad, but it's not as worse as what I'm hearing about the Leafs wanting Tyler Myers. Oh, okay. I, that I actually haven't even heard of. Yeah, that, I just saw that on Twitter from like some reporter, and like, it's. It, I'm gonna talk about like uh, the uh, the trade targets or whatever that I have later, and like I guess Tyler Myers kind of falls into this category where I had like just really big defensemen that people want to have on their team for some reason, um, even though they can't like play properly, and Tyler Myers definitely falls into that category. It's like think about Jacob Truba. And like how bad he is every, every at everything except for like hitting and leadership, I guess. But like worse, and that's Tyler Myers. But he costs like six mil. So yeah. Well, the other thing that concerned me, well, not concerned me because I wasn't surprised at it, but you know, Kyle Dubas had a press conference yesterday, and in the press conference, he made it clear um, that they're not going to be going after a goalie at the trade deadline, and not not that it's surprising. I don't think anyone thought they were going to, but. Um, any hope that anyone did have of a potential uh, trade for a, a goalie or an upgrade there is definitely not happening because he said anything apart from goalie, if we can get better at, we will get better at. So, yeah. I mean, they're confident in the way Samsonov is playing, I guess, but I've been duped by him before, so I'm not going to say much on that. <laughs> I think the more concerning thing about what Dubas is implying in a lot of things is that he's not going to part with like, I think I sent you guys a tweet of uh, him yeah. saying he's not going to part with like first round picks or 
that prospect, the Matthew Nyes, Nyes, Nines. Nice. That guy. Yeah. Or like other prospects or whatever, which I don't know if they even have more than that. But like the Leafs window is just like, it's it's not big. It's already on the downturn, right? Yeah. And then you have a ton of like massive contracts coming up the year after next. You still have like an Albatross Tavares contract. And you're potentially like trying to add, you know, certain players uh, uh, to that as well. So you can't really improve unless you're, or you can't really like go for it, go for it unless you get rid of those assets. And I understand that like uh, you want to build for the future or whatever, but there's two things, right? Kyle Dubas might not even be here after this year if they don't make it past the first round. Well, I think we can all say that like there's like a 90% chance he gets fired like right after. Yeah. But look at someone like Tampa. Yeah. Right. They don't care about first round picks. They haven't cared about first round picks for like years. They traded a first round pick for Hagel and everyone was like, what the hell are they doing? And now Hagel has like 23 goals and like is almost a point a game. And he was like, it came out of nowhere. And they've done that in the past with other players as well. And I mean, Nick Paul was such a big part of their team last year as well for in that uh, in that finals run. So I don't know. I don't know how Toronto doesn't look at that as an example as to what they should do, considering Tampa's a team that's like maybe not beat them straight up to get to the finals a bunch of times, except for last year. But they're definitely a team that like the Leafs want to be what they aspire to be. Right? They got all the offense talent in the world, but the thing that Tampa always has that Toronto doesn't is depth scoring. So. That's like I don't know, and it doesn't seem like he's going to change off that. So, yeah, well, it, I guess it depends who's on the other side of that first round pick, right? I mean, who who are who are we able to get um, with the first round pick? If it's someone that can make a huge impact and Dubas doesn't go for it, then I think it's a big problem for sure. Sometimes you got to go for it, bro. I, but and you got to go. Did for you it exactly. think Brendan Hagel was going to have a huge impact for Tampa? Is Toronto's scouting just horrible or something? Well. The thing is, Leafs have done it before. Leafs did it with um, Felino, if I'm not mistaken. There was a first round pick in that, right? Yeah, but Felino, like Hagel is like yeah. a young, fast forward. Felino is the entire opposite. It's why yeah, yeah, traded but, him for I mean, fantasy they, team. They did it for they did it for <sighs> Felino. I'm pretty sure they did it for um, they had they they got a couple. They did it for remember 2018. I think they did it for Thomas Placanic. Oh God, remember that? Why do they only trade for old players? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I, I could be wrong, but. I'm pretty sure there was a first time. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there was a first time taking involved in that deal. I think in Polino's case there was. Polino's case there was. And I don't know about, about uh, Giordano last year if there was a first time taking involved. I don't think there was. No, but yeah. the thing with Felino that was funny is that that was the year that they did like the prime documentary or whatever, and they showed like Kyle Dubas making all the calls and stuff to, to get oh, him. Man, and yeah. Funniest thing ever. I couldn't watch that doctor. Well, I mean, I watched it, but it was like so painful knowing what was happening. Nah, it was hilarious. Time. I was on a train ride to Toronto and I was ironically watching it. <laughs> Got off the train and it was just Matthews and Marner just like with their heads down. <laughs> oh, man. Magic. But yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. The trade deadline is coming up, so we're we're going to be talking a lot about trade targets um, for all teams, not just our teams. But yeah. Washington. I mean, in terms of things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, nothing really. But oh, we did make like our uh, wait. We did the Strom signing, which we already talked about. Sonny Milano, re-signed three years, one point nine million a year. I love that, but uh, I think he was really happy with. It. I'm not going to talk about this too long. It's like not that crazy of a contract or anything, but but like he's fit perfectly in our like 
I wouldn't even say middle. So I like think it's been top nine because our lines have been all over the place, but he has really good chemistry with like Backstrom and, and um, Johansson. And th- that line has been working well for us. The only line that stayed together. Um, so yeah, I'm excited uh, for him to stay. That does mean though, that there's going to be some sort of movement, whether it's with like current roster players or prospects. So I do anticipate us being active at the deadline. I think we have to be active at the deadline because when John Carlson comes back, someone has to go and they're not going to like try to send someone through like waivers or something. So um, we'll talk about it later, but I do have a, a certain player that uh, I would really like them to trade, but uh, he is on my list. And I think he's probably the most likely to get traded. Um, other than that, we're unfortunately being reported as one of the teams that is looking for that colossal defenseman that I don't want, but Hey, if we trade for Luke Shen and it costs us a seventh, I won't be too mad. But yeah, that's all I have. Nice. I mean, I don't really have much to add on Ottawa either. What's um, their trade market? Like, well, I'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it seems like the boys had some nice extended vacations. Um, I think Batherson and a couple of the other guys, like Debrinket, all went on a vacation together. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add just because it's been a break. But, um, you know, we were on a four-game streak, but we play uh, McDavid and the Oilers tomorrow, and McDavid hasn't had points in two games. So, he, or I guess he had one point. Um, so he's probably going to have like 73 points tomorrow against the Sens, which is great. Okay, um, points tomorrow. He's at seven ninety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's great. And uh, yeah, so nothing too crazy to talk about. So if we want to uh, talk about some trades now, or if we want to do a stat game and then move on to kind of the trade talk after that. We talk about the signing, like the contract extension for Horvat first, maybe? Yeah. Eight so, years. I mean, we can, yeah, we can talk about the that contract after, that... Because yeah. uh, then we can just like focus on... Uh, the contract that after. Lou Lamorello himself called too long, but you know. <laughs> okay, I think I've already like talked down on Horvat a lot, so I'm going to try to be positive about this for him. He scored yesterday. You know what? He scored first two games. Respect. So for both Horvat, this is like the best possible situation, right? It doesn't make matter if he makes the playoffs or not this year. It's whatever. He still signed a contract that. He likely wouldn't have gotten if he just kept playing like he has in the past, which is like a 60-point mildly defensive center, right? Um, But now he's on pace for like Chris Kreider of 2022-type goals, and uh, and he's also getting that kind of money. So he's, uh, for him, great job for the Islanders. I don't mind because I hate them anyway, but uh, I'm curious to see how this contract ends up when he's like 34 and making eight and a half sheets and putting up 40 points. But yeah, it's something I guess they had to do. He won't be 34, but yeah. He's 28 right now. No, he's 25. Oh, Horvat's 25? Let me just double check. There's no shot. Bo, Bo Horvat got traded for Corey Schneider at the draft. Bo Horvat. <laughs> I, I I'm very certain he's at least 28. Um, I think he's later in his 20s than that. Yeah. Regardless, like 27, 27. Okay, they have to sign him to, they had to sign him to something for this trade to be like worth it. Otherwise, they got rid of assets for nothing, pretty much. 
especially mm-hmm. if they like don't happen to make the playoffs. Um, do I think another team would have given him that contract in the off season? Like maybe, uh, considering the season he's having um, in this contract year, but I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see like where they go now with like this amount of like term and money handed out to like really eh, players for like a long period of time, except for Barzell. He's not a net player. He's a good player. Yeah. I mean like the trade itself, I feel like, you know, he gave up a first, a recently drafted first. And then I think someone said like Anthony Bovilli is worth a first, but I mean, Brendan Hagel and other people have been traded for first of the deadline. So I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think it was, it made sense for both teams. Like obviously Bo Horvat wasn't going to stay or didn't want to. Um, and then, you know, the Islanders, they get some more oomph. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think it, we've talked about it before. So mm-hmm. it is it is what it is. But there is some new spicy trade, trade I guess, that we can talk about. So Vladimir Tarasenko has officially been traded and played tonight and scored on his first shot. Mm-hmm. So Vladimir Tarasenko was traded to the New York Rangers. Uh, yesterday, if anyone has the full trade up, uh, I know uh, Mikola as a defenseman is going uh, to the Rangers as well. Um, and then back the other way, I believe it was a first Sammy Blay, uh, Skinner, and another a fourth round pick, I believe. Yeah, you just got and all of it. So, the salary on Tarasenko was fifty percent retained. Right, so he's making seven and a half, I think. So yeah. uh, they retained like three seven five or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was talking with my coworker, it looks, he looks good in a Rangers uniform. I won't lie. It's, it seems <laughs> it's to kind of work sense. for it them. Yeah. I mean, well, there, there you have a team, you know, going for it, taking a shot, um, because they want, you know, they want to do something with it. I just, I just think it's, it's, it's a, it's a good trade for the New York Rangers. Yeah. And I think, so look at like Kyrie in the NBA where he asked for a trade and it happens like in the next week, Vladimir Tarasenko has been asking a trip for a trade for like two years. And like, it finally just happened. Yeah. Um, and ironically, it happened to go to the team that like of the player that he wanted uh, the same, like the blues to get many years ago, which is Panarin. Like apparently he was very hardcore pushing for uh, getting Panarin when uh, he was coming to the NHL, but now they're playing on the same line, so it works out. But yeah, I think uh, this gives them the ability to like push guys like Lafreniere, Kako, like more down the lineup, and probably where they're more suited. Lafreniere just off the lineup in okay. general. <laughs> uh, just more into an area where the, they can be better be used. Like I like I think uh, Kako and Heedel have been playing really well lately, and Lafreniere I think will probably fit in with them now. And then they can put Tarasenko. Tarasenko is playing on a line with Panarin and Zabinajad right now. That's an insane line. <laughs> insane. Um, and then yeah, you got like Kreider, Trocheck, and I don't know who else they put on the on the other side there. Um, but yeah, no, I think that this gets them closer to where they want to be. And I think the the only thing is like Tarasenko is a very good uh, power play weapon. But I, I don't know if the Rangers necessarily needed a power play weapon. Um, 
he hasn't been like as good at five on five in recent uh, years, but I don't think anyone in the Blues really has after the Cup win. So we'll see how he plays with uh, Panarin's Benajad. I mean, it's already gone pretty well tonight. So also, his play of five on five going down recently or in the last couple of years could just be because of what you said because he's been wanting a trade. Um, That's true. So a fresh, uh, a fresh start going to a team where he probably wants to be there and he wants to. I've never seen a player yeah. smile so much in like yeah. <laughs> this day. It's like on every single post I see. It's just him beaming. But yeah, I'm pretty sure like he's he'd want he'd want his cup there. He wanted to leave, and I I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if his play was affected because of his lack of morale on the team over there. I wouldn't be surprised if he even resigns next year with with the Rangers. Yeah, probably not for as much money as like he would get elsewhere. But I think he's getting up there in age now. So he's 31. Yeah, yeah. So he could probably sound like a Three four year deal there, close out his career a bit. Yeah, where, 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 where do we think this puts the Rangers? In well, there? one of my friends texted me today saying um, he saw the the trade and was asking like, "Oh, the Rangers are pretty good, eh? Like, wh- who do you think wins this year and stuff?" So I was saying, I feel like the Rangers have a player in every position that is elite. Um, do I think they're going to win the cup? No. But I think they could definitely make like a conference finals. Um, but I, I don't see like in I think the East wins the cup. Maybe not for sure, but it really seems like it. Like if you had to ask me which three teams I think could win the cup, if I'd pick a top three, it'd probably be Boston, Carolina, and Tampa again. Um, I don't really see the Rangers beating those teams, I think they could give them a run for their money, but I'm also talking about, you know, every other team being completely healthy in the playoffs, which is not probably going to happen, but as of right now, um, I see them as like, like, yeah, if they won the cup, would it be like the craziest thing in the world? No, but I think those other teams, how they're constructed, have a better chance. I don't know. I think, like, uh, for me at this point, like, there's probably, like, eight teams across the NHL that are, like, close enough to a point where I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the cup final. Like, just eight teams across the NHL. I think that the top, top of that would probably be Boston. But even then, like, if they had some sort of drop-off in the in the early part of the playoffs, I wouldn't even be surprised about that. So, like, I think Rangers are definitely in that crowd of, like, just teams that could definitely be like a cup final team but i think that you're right in saying that there's like like of those eight teams i probably have like six teams from the east that could make it and make or make a strong run the west is like colorado dallas and there's a bunch of teams that are just like they'd have to have like very very strong performances out of a lot like certain individual players to make the final yeah i think this deal gets the rangers to a point where you can see they can make a run I think they already were in that they position. Were, they, they were in they, that position, they, but... They, they got they, to the conference final last year, and yeah. they were made the game seven. Yeah, they're already in that position, but I mean, and I guess they're hoping this takes them over the top and gets them into the finals. Um, and I think it can. Like, I'm not... Like, I I wouldn't be so sure to say I don't think they can't win it. Do I... Yeah, but like, I mean, I don't know if they're... Um, I, I definitely wouldn't call them my favorite still to For win me, after this trade. Is They're not my favorites. I, I think they have a shot, of course. Um, but yeah. I don't even know if I'd consider boston my first first team to be like a favorite 
in the East, I'd probably go Carolina. But I think like Carolina's entire playoffs kind of just hinges on health. Because if they have Pacioretty healthy, if they have well, Pacioretty's done though. Ooh. I think he'd like hurt his Achilles again. So not Pacioretty. But if they have like a fully healthy Anderson, I think that they could be like the unstoppable force, if you will, to go to the final. Um, well, remember last year they didn't they win every home game and lost every away game. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm not saying that's going to happen because that'd be kind of goofy. But they got to figure that out if that's a case where they're struggling to win on the road. Like just block all that stuff out and just get her done at least like one in three, one in four times you're on the road. Like to not win a single one. That's especially if you're not the higher seed. I mean, they probably will be, but still like if they somehow go up against like just hypothetically, if Toronto had a better record, like mm-hmm. you, you got to figure that out, you know, Anderson back. Oh my goodness. Anderson back in, uh, yeah. that'd be hilarious. Although that probably wouldn't happen until like the second round because I think one of those teams would have to be, well, I think Toronto would have to be a wild card team because I think Carolina is probably going to finish. And they would have to make the second round. Well, no, no, if they're if they're a wild card team, uh, they play Carolina likely, right? But yeah, no, if they're where they are now, then yes, they'd have to make the second round. So we may never see Carolina Toronto ever. Ever. Toronto's making the finals, so that's why I don't have Rangers up there because <laughs> they can't. You know what? <laughs> For me, for me, if Toronto makes it past the first round, I am fully pounding every single bet for That's Toronto cool. to, to get to the final. Because I think after that, it's like... Open the floodgates. I Because you can't go from losing in the first round every year. I mean, Toronto could. You can't go from losing in the first round every year to like have 10 straight years of losing in the second round. I think there, if there's a team to do it, it's probably them. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Oh, man. That That's the be... next hurdle. Yeah, that's that is the next hurdle. But I mean, yeah, I, 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 it's tough for me to say this year who my favorite is. Right, the regular season would tell you Boston, but I don't think Tampa is my, like even close to my favorite this year. I know people are gonna say, "Oh, it's Tampa in the playoffs; they're still gonna go all the way." I don't think they are, honestly. Um, Hedman's playing like garbo right yeah now, so. i just i'm not i'm not a huge i'm not on the tampa bandwagon this year in terms of i think they're gonna go far just because aren't you always on the toronto bandwagon <laughs> yes well okay my question i have a question here what i guess round or what would toronto have to do in the playoffs for keith and dubis to keep their jobs conference finals minimum i don't even really think second round doesn't cut it second round cuts it um, um, second round would have cut it two years ago. Actually, even if like I wouldn't even be surprised if it's like final, because as I've said before, this is kind of like the ending of this team. Like I don't know what Dubas's plan really is after the whole uh, Matthews Nylander situation kind of erupts like next year. I mean, anything can happen. I I personally think conference final saves him his job. For how long it saves him his job, I don't know. Maybe another year or so. But I think conference finals has the potential to save Dubis's job. I would say that a second round exit. I don't think it saves Dubis's job. I don't think a second, second round, round game seven against Tampa or something. Well, it's going to be Toronto Tampa round one. It's looking like anyway. So if it's second, if it's a second round, it's probably going to be Toronto Boston round two. 
no, no, no. Toronto Boston would probably be round three, actually. Toronto Boston, yeah, because yeah, it would probably be if uh, that would happen. Yeah, assuming that Boston would also get to the third round. It, but yeah, there's always like one or two surprises, right? Like it's, it's never just like exactly what like the stronger seed is all the way yeah. through. So. But yeah, I like Dubis's job is not safe. Um, without without a third round entry, like a, a third a third round has to be there. Um, otherwise he's gone. And yeah, Mark Mark Hunter is loving that. Probably. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's been some big trades, and I'm sure Toronto will be involved in uh, that at the deadline and see if they can push themselves over the hump. I mean, maybe they go out and trade for Anthony Beauvillier. I don't know. Like, that's their <laughs> that's their Nick Paul. So uh, we'll see what happens, but. Uh, we can move on to the stack game. I believe Sufi has the stat this week. So Omar and I will be uh, trying to guess whatever Sufian has picked. I'm going to try to make this like guessable-ish so that we don't go on forever. Um, since 2015-16 till now, or I guess, yeah, now, uh, top 10 defensemen in points in the playoffs. Since 2015-16. Yes. And Prop you get uh, you get two strikes. Players. What? Yes. What, is, what, you think is that easy? Uh, I think you guys should be able to do well on this. I hope. I, I think three strike minimum should be, you know. No, no, no. Fine. I want to challenge here. And it's okay. top 10? Top, top 10. 10 points in the playoffs. Um, top 10. Okay, well, Victor Hedman no, is no one. Victor Hedman has got to be there. First strike. No, I'm kidding. Yes. It's one. Yeah, Victor Hedman's one, of course. He's first. Um, uh, you think probably, is in there? I think Chris Letang's there. Uh, when, when did they win? They won 18. No, they won, they won 17. 16, no, they won 15 and 16. 15. No, they won the 15 16 season and the 16. And then they make the playoffs every single year. You sure that's a Chris Letang? Did you guess? Are we guessing it? Yeah, he's 10th. Just made it. Um, do we think um, Petrangelo would be on there? 15, 16. Maybe. I mean, John Carlson could be there too. John Carlson could be there. Um, um, I'm trying to think of teams that have like... Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Consistently if... make the playoffs. Morgan Riley? <laughs> I mean, they I mean, made it just round one, but yeah. Um, whatever I said, I forget. Sergachev? No. No? Who did I say? I forget. Oh, John Carlson. Oh, you threw John Carlson out. I also McAvoy. No. Okay. They haven't had like enough. Like they they need at least like a run or like two, or they make like at least well, a second round had, every single year. Boston had a run in twenty nine. Okay, but McAvoy's also like what twenty four. Yeah, he hasn't been there since twenty. Okay. Um. Okay. You want to say Carlson? John Carlson. Yeah. Okay. Let's go, John Carlson. It's fourth. Yeah. So we have one, four, and ten. Uh, um, is there any like sneaky little players that we're forgetting? Wait, when did uh? Wait, when was when was McCarr drafted again? Whenever Elias Pettersson was drafted, I don't know. When was when was that? <laughs> <laughs> what year was McCarr drafted again? I can't remember. Wait, wait. Twenty. It was. It was. It wasn't all the way back in close. Uh, 1560, I don't think so. Um, who else could we have here? I mean, we could just say like old people. Oh, Drew Doughty. Uh, Do you think Drew Doughty's one of them? 
Do well, you guys want to know the totals or no? No. I think that you guys told me, like, when you do the stack games, you say the totals. Oh, that's fine. Sure. Okay, so first is Hedman, 84 uh, points. Uh, Carlson had 54. Uh, Latang had 37. Okay. Um, Drew, okay, how many times has Drew Doughty made the playoffs in since 1560? They won the Cup in 2012, 2012 and 2014, right? They won it twice in two in within two three years, whatever. Twenty twelve and twenty fourteen, they won the cups. Uh, when did LA make the playoffs since fifteen sixteen? How many times? I don't think Johnny's gonna be in there since that season. Carr had like twenty something last year. I just don't know how many he had the year before. The year before they made it to round two, if I'm not mistaken, right? And the year before that, they made it to round two as well, I think. And let's say he had like let's be let's be like conservative and say ten points each. So he's probably there, right? McCarr. Second. <laughs> oh yeah. There he, you go. He had sixty points in fifty five games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. What do you think about Eric Carlson? No. He right. made the playoffs in twenty seventeen. How about Burns? That's it. How about Burns? How many times has he made the playoffs though? So? San Jose's been bad for like three years. True. They made it 20... Yeah, 2017, they were in. I'm guessing 15, 16, 17, they were in. And I don't know about 18, 19, 20. I don't know what they've done in the last few years. Um, Who are we missing? What about like... I don't know if I'm crazy. Like Giordano? Playoff points? Giordano? Because the Flames wasn't I feel like I feel like they made the playoffs like every other year. Not that they went that far. And then he made it last year. I don't know if he had points. I'm just trying to think of people that like maybe I'm thinking too old, but like it's not gonna be like Quinn Hughes. It's not gonna be like Thomas Shabbat. It's not gonna be Zach Rensky. Who I think do you think Chara's on there? I mean he just retired. No. Really? You sure? They're just shutting down each other's ideas. It's funny. <laughs> I mean Chara could be on there. Why would from fifteen on? What one? What name me one season since then that Boston missed the playoffs? And okay, name me name me one season that he had significant points. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna assume the year they made to the made to the finals. And the decent, in the last like two had, or four years of his okay. career, he was like getting no points at all. Okay, they had two two seasons in there where they played the Leafs in round one, and he had points. I think a decent amount of them. Oh, you think like Duncan Keith? 15, 16. Their last cup was one. I don't know. 2013, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 20. No, wait, 2013. No, no, no. It wasn't 2013. 2015? No, no. 15 was Pittsburgh, right? No, no. 16 and 17 were Pittsburgh. 18 was Washington. I'm not going to say anything. 19, St. Louis. 20. 21 Tampa, then 22 uh, Colorado. Uh, 15 could have been Chicago, their last one. And then... Yeah. And is that a con Smythe year for him? And then he made it with Oilers at least once and probably like another couple. I think Duncan Keith's a good guess. Let's go. We'll just take a chance, Duncan Keith. Strike. Okay. Yeah, go Duncan Keith without Tara. <sighs> Okay, say Chara right now and give us our second strike. No, I'm do not going to say I'm not going to do it. Duncan Keith was 45th. <laughs> what? With 16. Apparently, they didn't oh. make playoffs much after they won that cup. 
Okay, do you think Eric Carlson's on then? Like, he had like 19 points in that run. I don't know if he made the playoffs other years though, because he hasn't since then. No, he, so he, he made, made it, it like. No, he made it with. Uh, wait. Was Eric Carlson? Yeah, Eric Carlson was part of the. Was in the playoffs. He was part of the uh, San Jose Sharks in that series against Vegas. That was a crazy game seven, remember? That was 2019. Was it? Yeah, because Vegas became a team in 2018. So it and, and they played San Jose in round one in, I think, 2019. So, yeah. So or, they're in their yeah. first year? So like 20, Vegas' 20, first year. He did not get traded to Vegas in their first year. Or I'm to saying, San Jose no, in their I'm first year. I'm talking about years where he made the playoffs. So we know he made it in 2017. 2016, he also made it, I think, right? And no. 20. No, 2016, they missed. 2015, he made it. So 2015, he made it. It was a round one exit. 2016 was a miss. 2017 was round three. 2018 is, I'm not remembering with San Jose if they made it that year or not. I, I'm guessing they might have, but I don't know. 2019, he made it because I'm pretty sure 2019 was the year that they played Vegas in round one or round two. And that was a crazy game seven with those crazy penalties. You're sure Eric Carlson was on that team? Yeah, they played Vegas, and Eric Carlson got traded when? twenty. Was he injured, though? When did Eric Carlson get traded from Ottawa? It was after the... He didn't play in the season after they, they went to the oh, conference finals, right? Eric Carlson. He's 50th. Oh! Most point a game, though. 34 points in 38 games. Man, I have no idea. Do you think of Ryan McDonough, just because he was on all those Tampa teams... Ryan McDonough could be. I just don't. Now we we've lost two strikes. Or Sir Chev, like you said. I mean, one of them could be. Well, six left with one strike, by the way. I had a feeling that Sir Chev would be on there, but you shot it down pretty hard. So I'm guessing he's not. Then I don't know. I mean, they, they went to three finals in a row. <laughs> so any and you 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 can throw out any Tampa defenseman. Not only three finals in a row, but then playoffs consistently before that for since 15, 16, I'm pretty sure they've been in every year. And then three years in a row, they've played four rounds each year. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if McDonough, Sergachev, any of them could be could be on there. Okay. Say whatever you want. Third strike, you want this to be on you? Is that a hint that none of them are on there? I don't know what you just said. So McDonough, McDonough or Sergachev. Do we think... Um, I don't think... We're or thinking... like Roman Yossi? Yeah. I was, they, I was... the play- they squeak in the playoffs every year. They do squeak in, although I don't know how many times Nashville's made it since fifteen sixteen. So that's a tough one. And and if they have made it, I don't know what's the furthest Nashville has gone in the playoffs. They reached the finals against the Penguins. Yeah, they that, that, but that was fifteen or sixteen. So that was one. That was one season, and we don't even know. But if that's then season. they've made the playoffs a lot. Oh yeah, 15, 16, yeah. Oh yeah, that was the season. So fine, that that season falls within it. But in that case, we can even say PK Subban. Because he was on that. Wasn't it 16 17? Because that's when the Sens lost to the Penguins. It doesn't matter. And then they both fall into it. Uh, but and only one of those seasons, Nashville made the final. So pick it either one. I think it was 15. Okay, let's just say Petrangelo or Yossi. I don't know. Petrangelo. Yes. So nice. Five. You guys said him earlier, and I was like, just guess him. Yeah, I said him earlier. He's uh, He's fifth with 51 points. He's also played a ton of games. So we're we're, mi- we're missing third. We've got one, two, four, and five, right? Yeah. So you need three, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm tempted to say a Tampa player. What I'm tempted to Yossi? say we could say Yossi. 
But I'm tempted between McDonough and Sergachev. I don't know. They played a lot of players. Or do you think, like, this could be a hot take. Do you think Shea Weber? No. He reached the finals with Montreal. He reached the finals with Nashville, I think. No, no, no. He wasn't part of the... Wait, when did Subban get traded? I have no idea. I don't think that was... I think Subban... No, Subban wasn't... Subban got traded, like, years ago. It's been a while. Okay, regardless. Okay, let's get a guess, your boys. Do you, do you no, think? yeah, no, he he couldn't have made the finals with Nashville because Subban was on the Nashville team when he made when they made the finals. Weber wasn't there. That that's yeah. Weber did not make the the finals with Nashville. That's like fact. Okay, then Yossi. Sure, Yossi. Yossi's eighth. Okay, all right. Uh, Forty-one points in sixty-nine games. Nice. All right, so we need four more. <laughs> Uh yes, uh, you need three, six, seven, nine. Sophie brings maturity to our podcast. Facts. Three, <laughs> six, seven, nine. We're missing three. Can I ask how many points three has? Missing. We're missing four oh, players. Three, yeah. yeah the, what the third place has? Yeah. Fifty-five. See, these are close. Yo, Edmund was way ahead. Has three, six has fifty, seven has forty-one, nine has thirty-seven. So tied with tenth. Okay, so are we really like thirty-seven points? I think Carlson was like fifteen to thirty-four. I think McDonough or Sergachev could should be on there if it's thirty-seven points. Okay, say whatever you want. But which one would you go for out of the two? I would say McDonough personally, but I I don't really want to go with either of them. Fine, then we won't go with them. Oh, well, actually, McDonough made it with the Rangers, too. I don't know when the heck the Rangers... Rangers, let's not, let's not forget, Rangers made the finals um in 2015. Not the finals, conference finals. Wait, when did they make, they make Let's the just finals. say Ryan McDonough and get it over with. Ryan McDonough. Mm-hmm. 30. Oh, 30. And I'll say this right now, because you have three, two strikes. Sergeant have the same amount of points. Oh. And they were 19-20. Except Sergeyev has played like half the games. Okay, so now I mean we lost it, so let's just shoot. Or should I just give it to you guys so we don't like go on forever? Yeah, just give it because we have to we have to talk about trades though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh one headman, eighty four, Makar sixty at second. Third. This is uh, you guys didn't really use your brains that way. Devon well. tapes. So there's a team since twenty eighteen, since their inception, that has made the playoffs quite often, actually. Yeah, Vegas. Now, who's on that team? You said Petrangelo. Who's the other good defenseman on that team? Shea Theodore. I thought about that. 55 points for him. Four, uh, Carlson, uh, 54. Uh, Petrangelo, 51. Six, he was mentioned. San Jose Sharks. Brent Burns. Oh, damn it, Evan. 50. Oh, Evan, you're you're having a day here, by the way. <laughs> I got all the other ones, Evan, by Evan, the way. We're coming. I'm Let's the one that said John Carlson... <laughs> and freaking other ones. Uh, crew, you also did say McDonough Sergachev, but I think that's after. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. You were so sa- you were gonna say Chara. <laughs> Chara's probably like a hundred. The most outrageous ones, but you were on like the right lines for like two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven St. Louis Blues, and Jay Bomeister. St. Louis. Oh, Krug. There you go. Yeah. Uh, forty-one. Eight Roman Yossi. Forty-one. I'm gonna say Latang first at number ten. Number nine. Was a guy that we mentioned very early that you said, and Evan was like, "No." Morgan Riley. I said, but Evan said no. Very early. 
Very early. Who did I say? You're like, oh, it could be this guy. And I was like, no, not enough games, I think was the main premise. Oh, he's too young. He's like 24. Oh, McAvoy? Um, McAvoy. Yeah, I thought so, man. They had runs. Oh my God. McAvoy, McAvoy. Yeah, you you sure bro. you thought of some of them, but you also thought of the dumbest ones. Bro, McAvoy, you're just saying defenseman. McAvoy's played 71 playoff games. Yeah. How's that even possible? What? I'm pretty sure since 15 16. Does that include like Boston? NCAA? I don't know, apparently. Boston, but he has 37 points. Hasn't Boston made finals at least once and they made conference finals a couple of times in the since 15 16? Yeah, but I don't even know when McAvoy got drafted. But I feel like McAvoy. Like played in college for a while. So, oh, he's been there since. Okay, so he, in his first year, he didn't even play in the regular season. He just played playoffs, and that was in sixteen seventeen. And every single year since then, Boston's been in the playoffs, and they've had multiple. They've had four. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I feel like that was had, so close. Like there were a bunch in the fifties, and then ah. it dropped off from like there's like I think the top five was at uh, in fifties, and then after that, it got to like forty to thirty seven. Yeah, so Carlson was like almost point a game. If Carlson like was healthy, he would have been on there. Yeah, all right. You know, I thought it was gonna be a lot easier, but we are still. <laughs> this is this is our sixth or seventh stat game, and we're still looking for an actual winner. Well, I feel like winner. You and I just disagree so much. Like there was like eight that I said no to you, and you said eight no's to me. So me and you. Yeah. yeah, but the problem is me and him agree too much. <laughs> it works out worse. <laughs> me and you think a lot. We're probably the closest. Yeah, but well, he also just does weird stats. So me and you will never get them. Yeah, well, I like, know. Okay, the last right, one you guys didn't get. Which goalie had the most glove saves on the blocker side? I'm like, what? Okay, you know what? Next time it's my turn. Watch, watch the stat I give you. Watch. Oh my gosh. That wasn't even bad, bro. That was literally, it was playoff points for defensive. That's not even that bad. No, I'm not saying that was bad. It wasn't bad. My last one was right wingers. I know for a fact it wasn't bad. Phil Castle shot at us. All right, let's get on to. Uh, so we got the trade deadline coming up in a uh, couple of a uh, couple of, no just over two weeks I'd say yeah a couple of March it's Cut, like March three, three weeks March third we got the trade deadline coming up so sure obviously uh, yeah so I guess before we start we'll just announce it now trade deadline day we will have we we are. Hoping and planning to go live on that day, uh, which is the plan. Go live on our Instagram. Yeah, hopefully um, at least ten of you join. Yeah, yeah. So be very exciting. So it'll be nice um, if you guys are interested. Join us. We're gonna be. Ha- we'll have the TSN um, Trade Center up um, all day. Uh, we'll be following along with the trades that go on, giving our perspectives, and hopefully, um, uh, hopefully you can tune in for that. But also boring. But also moving forward, um, leading up to the trade deadline every week, we're going to be talking about uh, potential trade targets, um, teams and players, uh, both, and just um, that's all the buzz right now. So we'll get um, trade talk underway. <laughs> Sufi, you said you were uh, thinking about a Washington one earlier, maybe. So if you wanted to start with that one, yeah, I got a list, bro. I got a list. I thought of this on my. Well, uh... let's just do one or two. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, okay. So I'll save my my bigger ticket ones. Hopefully they just don't get traded like before then. But uh, so my my caps player on there was Lars Eller, uh, really big fish out there. Um, he's got a year left at like three point five ish. Um, what once was a good third line center now is a defensive liability, 
who turns over the puck a lot and hasn't had a point in like 16 games. So what team wants him? I'm, you know, seems like a desirable asset. Uh, but I think we will have to give up a pick to <laughs> to get rid of him. But he's also the uh, the main uh, let's get John Carlson back into the lineup kind of trade. Um, but I also think that the Caps could use him as like a, a sweetener and a deal to get something potentially back for like a defenseman uh, if that's what they're going for. Um, but yeah, I like, I don't know what potential trade target, like I don't know what place he could go to. Like it could be a complete cap dump in like Arizona or something. Um, Cause he does only have a year left or he could go to like, I don't know, Vancouver. That could be something random that he could just go to. Um, and then we can get like Luke Shen back. I don't know why I'm so hung up on Luke Shen. I kind of want him. Yeah, what do you want Luke I don't know. He costs like 800 k You know, yeah. he he was on Tampa at some point. So he has some sort of quality that they liked. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the other one that he could potentially go to also is like Columbus. Uh, because they have that, that another guy on my list, the Gavrikov. Um, another uh, very large, doesn't like to move very much defenseman, um, which apparently a lot of teams want to trade for. And he's one of those guys. Uh, that Washington could be going for. So I think that's definitely it. Lars Eller is going to get traded. Mark my words, 100%. Um, 100%. Yes. And you know what? Respect to him. He uh, got our cup winning goal. And uh, I will always love him and remember him for that. But it is time to move on. It is family man time for Lars Eller. <laughs> um, but yeah. Any, uh, any guys for you, Omar? Um, it's hard to say what the Leafs need. I mean, the obvious answer is, oh, Leafs need a defenseman, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't need a defenseman. How many times am I going to say this? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that's always the obvious answer for everyone. Oh, Leafs need a D-man, and they're not going to go get a D-man. Um, it's hard to say what the Leafs need. Uh, but, depth scoring. Uh, but they, they, I mean, it's hard to say what the, yeah, they, depth scoring is definitely a need need. Um, so it is easy to say what they need. Well, more, <laughs> I don't, the, the thing is, I, 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 I like to, separate what we what everyone thinks they need need compared to what they need because i feel like leafs fans um will kind of all differ on whether they want a defenseman slash whether they want a depth score um a lot of people will be like oh we want we need another forward a lot of people will be like no we need another defenseman so um as much as i would love to get another defenseman i do think that's more our need need um i will say that since I don't, since I don't think that's going to happen, um, let's talk about a depth score that 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 the Leafs could potentially go for. Arzeller. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like Leafs are leaning or not leaning. Well, kind of leaning towards um, talks regarding Ryan or O'Reilly, mm-hmm. which um, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but if we're talking about a rental player that's going to come in and provide any impact, it just it just hasn't worked out for the Leafs ever that they've done it to get a rental depth score and they just haven't gone anywhere with it. So it's hard to say what kind of depth score they need right now. I just don't know who it feels like they got a good one when they got um, Placanic and that didn't work out when they got Felino and that didn't work out. We trade for someone under the age of like 28. Yeah. So, but the thing is now we have, uh, you know, we have the veteran presence on the team that I guess they were making these trades for in the past, you know, Giordano is Mm -hmm. there. Um, right now, and Tavares. we've got uh, Tavares is there, and not only Tavares, but you know now we've got Matthews and Marner and Nylander who've had five, six playoffs in in their uh, in in their books. Now they don't need a mentor anymore. They know what's going on. Uh, 
in terms of they don't in the first round they know what's going on yeah but i mean they don't they don't need a mentor to get them ready for the playoffs and help Carr them you has know more playoff experience than all of those guys <laughs> I mean, he's been to like three playoffs <laughs> so it's hard to say who the Leafs need um so this is the thing right i was going to say this earlier one of my top destinations for this player it always seems like, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's everyone. this guy's going to get traded to Toronto. This guy's going to get traded. It happens a lot. Any single time there's a star player, it's Toronto, New York. The first time it actually happened was Tarasenko. It happens more for New York, I'd say. I, more, but yeah. it's still like in the recent years. But the one thing that I could definitely see happening if Toronto actually wants to part with some assets, which whether they do or not is up to them, but I think that it could, it could actually like a viable option is Timo Meyer. I've heard this, yep. And reason I'm saying this is, yes, the contract after this year is going to be hefty. But compared to, like, I don't know, Patrick Kane, it is a much easier transaction to make right now uh, in terms of money. Yes, they're going to have to probably give him way more assets than they would to get him rather than Kane uh, because of his age and and uh, the fact that Kane's a UFA and stuff. Um, but... I think that Meyer is someone that they can trade for. He's going to have a very, 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 very big impact on that team. I think like that is something that could actually help them clear the first round. Um, and I don't like. I think they've always had the skill to do so. I think that this honestly just puts them over the top. Like for me, it does. Like it's very hard for me to see a team beat Toronto with Timo Meyer on it. And the fit is there. It's just they have to like actually move someone and it's got to be it's got to be Kerfoot's gone yeah in that trade it's got to be that nice guy whatever his name is yeah and then like a first round pick or two and honestly worth it way more than worth it trade two first round picks and a second I don't care get that done because I think that's what you get Toronto over the hump with I don't know why I'm telling you this like you're gonna do this but (laughs) (laughs) like genuinely and the other place like Timo Meyer could end up, I think, is a team that like is the Toronto of the other side, but they've actually made it past the first round, Edmonton. But I think Edmonton is more of a Kane fit, which we'll talk about at another time. But yeah. Evan, do you have any thoughts on Timo Meyer? Yeah, Timo Meyer has been thrown around in Leafs discussions, that's for sure. I don't think Timo Meyer is going to the Leafs. That would make no sense to me. <laughs> why, though? Like, yeah, the Leafs have never struggled to score from their top six. And if you're trading a guy like Kerfoot, that's just getting rid of a a depth guy. I think something that would benefit them is like getting one of those like quote unquote Tampa third liners that always work out. Like, like, like a, just an example, like Tyler Mott from the Sens. The guy freaking grinds. Like he, like I wouldn't say he's a scorer, but like if you were to get someone like that or someone like uh, they already have that. Like, no, but like like even like a Connor Brown kind of guy, like just someone who isn't really a top six guy, but could play in your top six if you needed them to. A Michael Bunting, like yeah, like another Michael Bunting. Like they don't need, I don't think a guy that can go out there and score you like 30, 40 goals. You need a guy that like can score you like fifteen, but also just like grinds people down in the playoffs. You see, but that's the thing, right? Like 
Meyer is like I understand what you're saying, but Meyer is like in the more affordable category. Plus, he's like honestly more of a grinder than Kerfoot because he's up there in like hit leaderboards and stuff. Yes, he is a skill player. Yes, he's going to score 30, 40 goals, especially on that team. He could score even more. My point is that I don't think Toronto is in the spot where they can just make like one small trade to try to fix like this huge issue of them not making it past the first round. And I think that like adding a guy like in the Connor Brown category, yes, it may help your like depth out a little bit. Um, But I don't know. They already have players like that. Like they already have like, I can't name half their bottom six, but I know that there's some potential there of like guys that can be like Connor Brown. Like, I don't know. Zach Aston Reese. Yeah. I would agree with um they need to make a bigger move. Like I, I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a matter of just like one small trade. I'm not saying they don't need to make a bigger move. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't I fair. don't see it happening either, but I do have to give it to Sufi when I say we've got players like that already, like uh, like what you're mentioning, like a Connor Brown. Um players like that are already already on the team and making a small little trade um for the bottom six um for a player down there who I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't think that that's gonna be enough for anyone yeah. to say that this is okay. That like, I do, I do agree with Evan that like maybe it's not what they're planning on doing. Um, but yeah, it is like a, it is like I know that there's like reports and stuff of them being in the conversation. Honestly, that could just be like them being Toronto and that just happens. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, I think that they're way more likely right now to make a move like that compared to past years because of things that have happened in the last like few years. I think it's, I think it's a little more likely now for them to go for something like that. I, I hope. I mean, I, you would hope so, but again, remember from the way Dubas is talking, it doesn't look like they're going to go for it. Dubalytics. Yeah. So, I mean, you would want to see it. Um, and if they're trading for Tyler Myers at six mil. I really hope they're going <laughs> to trade for Timo Meyer at six mil. Yeah, exactly. But, but um, you know, just it, in a, in a year like this, where Dubas doesn't have a contract extension yet, um, where it's where it's every, everything, everything's on the line for him right now. Um, I feel like this is the year where you you make that bold move. Um, if it's if it's a player like Timo Meyer or, you know, whoever else maybe that maybe we haven't broached yet, but you make you go and make that bold move this year, um, uh, because your job's on the line. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he he's made the small moves before. Um, he's done the Nick Felino, he's done the Thomas Placanic, he's done the um, you know, the smaller guys that have come in and um, you know, nothing's happened. But they look really nice when you trade for them. And they're like, oh, this guy because they help you in the play. Yeah, but no, but he he's done the trades where it's like, oh my god, they got this character guy who's a veteran and he's gonna help these guys when it gets tough in a game seven, and he's gonna help them get over the hump because he's been there, he's done that, and he's a good character guy. And then they're right back where they started in in a game seven loss again. So he's done that; it hasn't worked. This is his job on the line. He can do that again, which it looks like he's gonna do again, and and try. Um, but it does it, it does make sense to go for that bold move right now, and Timo Meyer would be that. He's the only bold move that really makes sense. Like I don't think Patrick Kane makes sense in Toronto at yeah. all. Like that's just someone to add on their power play, but costs way more because his like five on five impact is like way 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 down. So Meyer, I think, genuinely helps. He's a two way player, scores a lot of goals, and he can play on like any like he can play in either line, and it will work. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to see what um, what happens. Or Timo Meyer to Ottawa. 
Why not? <laughs> Why not? We totally need Why a top six forward. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's literally the only thing they don't need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, I think you guys could definitely get like a center. If you guys trade for Lars Eller, go ahead. I mean, I think something that we could do is trade someone out, that being Cam Talbot. Uh, he's on an expiring deal. He's had a decent season, like not awful. And uh, I'm sure teams would love some, whether it's a better backup or some goaltending depth going into the playoffs. So I could definitely see him getting traded um, maybe for like a third or something um, at the deadline to a contender. Um, you know, teams that maybe aren't super confident in their goaltending. I don't know if like Edmonton or Calgary are necessarily that just because they've had bad goaltending seasons. Maybe trading for a guy like that kind of lights a fire under someone. I don't know. I see um, Vegas. Yeah, even Vegas is like, yeah, they're back up behind someone or if they need him to jump in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 a interesting situation for goaltending for the Sens because they traded Gustafson. They have like some young guys, but uh, no one's really come up and played yet. So it'll it'll be interesting for sure. But I think he's a guy that definitely uh, could and probably will get moved, especially if he's not thinking of extending for like a year. I don't know. So I think if Ottawa does trade for someone that's like the like the better player in the trade, it's got to be someone that has like term on it. That's like younger, like as everyone has said for like a millennium now, Chikrin, or like someone around like in that realm kind of thing. Like I don't really see them trading for any kind of rental. Like, but the thing is, like they are kind of in the same playoff ish range as like the Islanders. So if they did make that rental move, I guess it wouldn't be that crazy. Um, but I think that they're just in a place right now where they can just like coast on this team and see what happens and maybe add a guy with more term. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, any other things we'd like to bring up about the NHL before we head to our head to head? I mean, you spoke about Edmonton. Their goaltending hasn't been bad recently. Yeah, it's true. We have a, we've had a, resurgence of Mr. Soup. <laughs> he's I think he's got like a nine seventeen ish save percentage in the last like month. But he's doing like the same thing that Edmonton as a team does apparently, which is get hot in January and stay hot until like the end of playoffs. So we'll see if Campbell uh if that resonates with Campbell. So today's head to head uh I thought I would involve a player that's been recently traded. And nope. I thought I would you know, pick a player who's a similar position, but maybe plays the game a little differently. So the head-to-head I've created for y'all today is Vladimir Tarasenko or Gabriel Landeskog. Who would you rather have on your team? Right now or? Right now. I mean, right Assuming now, they were both healthy. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> give me Tarasenko right now because he's on skates. <laughs> uh... You want to go first? You go. Okay. Uh, this is tough-ish. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Landeskog. I'm gonna go Landeskog. Landeskog, I think, is maybe, maybe his point potential isn't as high, and he kind of rides the coattails of his uh, line mates a bit offensively. Um, but. He's like, he's like if Zach Hyman was 
a really good player. That would be Gabriel Landeskog for me. Because I mean, hundred point player uh, Zach Hyman potentially. That's my that's my thing, right? I think if Landeskog played with McDavid, we'd be seeing like friggin' Yari Curry over here, you know. So because he has, you know, he has the ability to score. Uh, he has the ability to put up points along with his line mates, whoever they are. Uh, as a leader, he hasn't asked for a trade every year. Um. Which I don't know if Tarasenko is or not, but he doesn't seem like he would be someone of that stature. Uh, defensively, he's not insanely good, but he's better than Tarasenko. Uh, he hits, which I mean, I, I don't hold that to that much of a regard, but I think that play style works well with his team. Uh, and I think that, like, if I was to put him on, uh, if I was to like make a playoff team and just like, stick either of these players on there both of them have a cup obviously in recent years but i think if i were to put lance Gog on there i think i'd have a better chance of winning but the only thing that i can really knock him on is the fact that he's injured like 90 percent of the time um but i mean that's not something that i can really uh fault him on too much it's just more of like an unfortunate circumstance um yeah like brian murray Brian Murray. Brian Murray. Murray. Oh, Murray. Wow, Murray. that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Matt Murray. Matt Murray. Now, the thing is, Gabriel Landeskog is good when he plays consistently. Matt Murray is like good sometimes and yeah, no, I'm sometimes joking. not, right? So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Landeskog, like, I think he's just like when he plays, he's the model of consistency. Tarasenko, yes, he he's, stays healthy and stuff, but, and his point totals, obviously, like when he was, uh, like a pure 40 goal scorer. It was pretty consistent for like four years, but nowadays he is. Has Tarasenko scored 40? I'm sure he had like 39 a couple times. I think he had 40 at least once. Tarasenko. Yeah, he had 40 at least once. He had 40 and 39. He had 40 in 15, 16. Yeah, 40 goals in 80 games. Yeah, and then 39. 30. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. Mid 30s to late for, to to late 40s. Mid 30s to, to 40 max, right? Yeah. But that was also like, for like four straight seasons, consistent in those seasons, he wasn't consistent. It was like kind of up and down. And now recently the point drop off is, is significant and he doesn't really do well. It's not point drop off. It's like the play has been less uh, like to what uh, that caliber. He's not as good of like a goal scorer, goal scorer that he was at that time. And there's enough to his game other than that for me to warrant putting him over someone that's like almost point a game. Plays decent defense, uh, is a great captain, I think, and can also like kill you. So I'll give it to Landeskog. I mean, me or you? You go. Yeah, I have to agree with Sufi on this one. I don't know. I don't. I like. I. I don't. I wouldn't say I feel strongly either way. Um, but um, yeah, I got. I got to go Landeskog. Um, literally because they're pretty much they're similar in age. Linus Cog's thirty and Tarasenko's thirty-one, so age is a wash. Um, they both have cups. Um, now uh, the one thing Sufi did mention this briefly, but the one thing that I would um put in Tarasenko's favor is I think Tarasenko's been um been more of the offensive um. 
threat when it comes to his team producing. Like he's been the guy um, compared to Landis Cog, where he hasn't really had to be the guy. Uh, he's produced in similar ways um, in terms of points. I think Landis Cog actually has more points overall um, in his career so far. Not not by much. I think it's like twenty points or something. That's uh, they're different by, but. Um, Lanskog has the more points, but I mean, he's. I think he's on a team that's 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 given him the ability to do that. Um, offensively, I'd say Tarasenko is the better player. Um, Are you looking at the stats? Maybe um. Uh, no, Tarasenko has more points, but it's also because it's the other way. Okay, so Lanskog has more. I mean, Lanskog's been around point a game for most of the last like four or five years, but it's just he's played like fifty games a season. I think um I think Tarasenko is definitely the 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 more the better offensive player, just not in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, but Tarasenko. but it, but no, but like I just don't think it's um. I just think that Landis Landis Cog has a lot more to work with. Fair enough. Yeah, okay, I, I like I do agree to that that to an extent. But yeah, Tarasenko's or Landis Cog's last three playoffs, and I understand. Okay, the, the people you're playing with, whatever, but. Like with all the other things, parts of his game that are amazing in the playoffs, he had 13 points in 14 games, 13 points in 10 games, and then 22 points in 20 games with 11 goals. Tarasenko, the year that they won the cup, had 17 points in 26 games. And then since then, zero points in four games, two points in four games, nine goals, nine points in uh, 12 games. I think the problem with Tarasenko, too, is he's been playing dejected this yeah. year, especially. Last year, he still had 82 points or whatever. But, yeah, like like I mentioned in the last couple yeah. of years, I don't really like. I, I like to see what more with the range. It's hard to gauge in terms of it. Was that, is that just him, his play falling off, um, or is that him with a lack of morale, um, and a lack of interest, uh, playing, uh, like like he's on an all star break, um, but yeah, I I go I go Landis Cog for a few just a few slight reasons. I don't. Yeah, I personally don't think he's the better offensive player. I think Teresenko is the better offensive player. Um, because I think Tarasenko has less to work with, and he's the guy. Does he have less to work with, though. Uh, like less to work than than Colorado, like obviously, but yeah, there weren't like horrible, horrible. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. I'm by no means am I saying that St. Louis had bums and he's the only guy. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying like if you compare. I mean, when you compare, like don't say the players. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got McCarr, McKinnon, Kadri. Like, like it's 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 easier to get points with those guys, I think, than than Tarasenko, um, in in St. Louis. So, I would, I'll I give the offensive edge to Tarasenko, but yeah, I, I because of the reasons Sufi mentioned, you know, the leader, um, his playoff performance has been great. Um, he's got the cup. I think uh, I think I'll give a slight edge to to uh, Landis Cog. You see, now the problem here is if he says. Tarasenko, he's lying. <laughs> Why? I think it is very evident who the player is. And I think that back in the day, little old Evan watching rookie Vladimir Tarasenko, I was like, wow, this guy's great. But have you ever seen Gabriel Landeskog? This man is so attractive that you can't not pick him. This guy is a man <laughs> rocket. You were probably hoping that I would go Tarasenko. I, I thought it was close because I think they each bring different things to the table. Like mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Like 
have you seen Tarasenko's forearms? This guy can We're thinking of different things here. <laughs> this guy can rip pucks like nobody's business. Like a shot. Crazy yeah, he's a good shot. Crazy, yeah, he's got a good um, so I agree that he's more of like an offensive driver, but uh, I think Landis Cog's a more well-rounded player. I think he's um, yeah, a really good captain. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like Tarasenko's a really good player, but I think Landis Cog is like close enough in offense, but does a lot of other things that it's not that close. It's, but I, I, I was just seeing if anyone had some interesting ones. I wanted to involve him and uh, someone that maybe, and maybe I thought that injuries may. I think that was the cause. only real, uh, caveat there. Like, I think that was like, if someone were to work out Tarasenko, I think that would have to be the main reason. Yeah, you're a biased Rangers fan, if so. <laughs> well, I'm curious to see what people go with here, actually. Considering our Tavares Baxter one ended in a in a landslide because of Leafs fans, so there isn't enough. Uh, Just because he's the better player, but, you, know. you have said so many bad things about Tavares on this podcast. No, what? No, what did I say? Something Bro, I will pull Tavares. the receipts out. No, no, I, I will literally pull the receipts out. I'm, I'm actually in I've... every single studio that we've had. You've talked bad about Tavares. No, 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 I haven't. I'm always a Tavares defender, except for one thing I said. I said when no. You got I, the, only, the only thing I've said, and I didn't say it like literally in, in for the bad entire taste. start of the season. No, no, I didn't like Tavares sucks. No, this season I said Tavares is good in this season. I was saying Tavares came. I, I was saying I wasn't expecting him to start good, but he started good. Go back to the podcast. I said that I didn't like him in the playoffs last season. I thought the game looked too fast for him, and I was worried about him starting this season because I thought the game was going to be too fast for him. And I was like, oh, I think he's really fallen off, but. He started the season really well, and he's been playing well throughout the whole season. So I've been like, never mind, I was wrong. I'm surprised at this. You guys don't hear what we say talk about off podcast. So. No, I'm not. Come on, no, that's scary. No, Johnny T, I love you, man. You're my captain. Yes. <laughs> oh, I miss Tyler Bozak. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to add, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, no. We will. Um, I hate the Leafs. We'll see you guys next week. John Torres had yeah. two goals tonight, by the way. Against Columbus. But I can score two goals against Columbus. I don't think so. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in once again. Uh, there is a little hate crime happening on the screen if you are on YouTube. Brown, brown, uh, speaking brown. of YouTube, Omar, list off everywhere people can list and share. Please listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM. And yeah. And check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Sufi's really been grinding, uh, doing a lot of great stuff with our website and our social media. So if you want to go vote on our head-to-head, our past head-to-heads, and uh, give us some suggestions if there's anything you want us to talk about, your team, whatever it is, and uh, we'll be sure to get back to you. Peace. I'm also just going to clip this and put it, please listen to us as a TikTok. <laughs> take care guys thanks for tuning in we'll see you next week Bye.